Hey guys, welcome back to Discover Spring Ford. I'm standing in front of Patachio's Driving School located on Lewis Road in Royers Ford. Today, I'm gonna to be talking to owner Bill Patachio, who's a lifelong Spring Ford area resident and teacher who decided to forgo the classroom to get behind the wheel and start his own driving school. I'm Jeff Desiato, a local realtor, aspiring actor, and transplant to the Spring Ford area. And I'm on a mission to find the best that Spring Ford has to offer. I'll be interviewing local business owners, civil servants, and other prominent members of the community to find out what makes Spring Ford a great place to live, work, eat, and explore. I invite you to join me on my journey as I discover Spring Ford. So why don't we go back to the beginning and tell me a little bit about your your upbringing, where you grew up, and uh, you know where where you've gone on this journey to now having your own driving school. Okay, um, I grew up in the area. I was uh, I grew up in Mingo, which is right outside Royersford. I call it the suburb of Royersford. <laughs> suburb. Um, but it was just one of four little developments. Uh, I lived there. My mom, my dad, two brothers, an older brother Jim, a younger brother Damien. Um, and we went to Sacred Heart Church and school. Um, and I just, I always was in this area yeah. and I just, I like being here. You know, I left for college for a little bit, but then I tried to get right back. Mm -hmm. so Did you go to private school throughout high school? Uh, we went to Catholic school. We Catholic went to school, yeah. parochial school. Yeah. Um, Sacred Heart for grade school, then at the time, St. Pius X up in Pottstown. Okay. That was which before is, Pope John Paul? Yeah. Exactly. It was when they opened Pope John Paul II, they closed. Oh, okay. They closed uh, Did they merge like, some of the smaller parochial schools into Pope John Paul? Is that how it happened? Or? Well, Pope John Paul's the high school level. Yeah. So they merged some of the smaller grade schools. Oh, okay. Like Sacred Heart is now part of St. Eleanor's. And oh, okay. They have uh, their, their school there. Oh, okay. So I don't have all my alma maters are gone. Yeah, <laughs> that's too bad. So. <laughs> that's what my the college my wife went to. When she started there, it was called one thing. The name changed while she was there, and now it's since changed. Right. So they're like, "Oh, do you want a new diploma like with the new name on it?" And she's like, eh. <laughs> it "Really doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it really that doesn't point matter. Doesn't really matter." <laughs> uh, so you're so there's there was three. Boys, that's three like, I'm boys. Also, I'm the youngest of three okay. boys, Italian boys. Yeah, uh, so there's an affinity there. I'm sure mm -hmm. similar uh, household dynamics. Yeah, yep. always something going on. Always for crazy. Sure. Always meeting Mom and people Dad. at family events that are supposedly related to you somehow, yeah. and you don't really know how. Or you're out in the road, and somebody just comes up and recognizes yeah. you. Like, oh yes, yeah. You Yeah. Yes, I am. That sounds good. So after high school. Uh, where did that take you? Uh, after high school, I went to York College, Pennsylvania. I started studying social studies secondary education. Uh, and then I moved into uh, behavioral sciences, basically. Okay. Um, I thought I wanted to work with juvenile delinquents. Um, I did that for a year, about a year <laughs> and a half. And realized this is not my cup of tea. Right. You know, it's, you it's, realized what the word juvenile meant and what the word delinquent meant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it was there God was God bless the people that do work with that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I, I just realized it was not yeah. for me. Uh, it's then, good that you not to interrupt that, which I do often, and I apologize. That's fine. Um, and uh, people criticize me all the time for. Uh, but I, it's good that you figured that out. One year in instead of exactly. 10 years right. in or whatever. When yeah. your life gets threatened on a regular yeah. basis, you're like, eh, this might not be worth this yeah. 6 dollars an hour I'm making. 
my gosh, yeah. So, uh, did that. Um, then I moved back home, and my dad opened up a check cashing store in Willow Grove, and basically I managed that while yeah. he had his full time job for Pico, and I did the day to day stuff. Uh, then I left there, uh, went back to school, uh, studied theology. Oh wow! Um, and then I left there and went to. Um, I just started working teaching high school. Oh okay. And I taught theology at a. Basically, Archbishop Wood in Warminster. Oh, yeah. Bishop Shanahan in Downingtown, which I loved teaching yeah. at Bishop Shanahan. I loved it. Uh, and then I moved over to Malvern Prep. Okay. And I taught there until 2012. Oh, okay. That's when I started doing the driving school full-time. Okay. But I started it before then, when I was at Shanahan. Uh, there was Exton Driving School, taught a driver's ed class at Shanahan. Yeah. And Charlie, who owned it, uh, he used the classroom that I taught in. So him and I would be talking after school, and he's like, you know, why don't you uh, come work for me? Yeah. So then I went to Malvern, and I called him up, and I'm like, you know, there's really no pro- program here. Yeah. What do you say we get one started here? So I got certified. Um, so and then, when, you said, when you said come work for it, was that like as like a side hustle kind of thing? Like right. You know, yeah, he was just saying, you know, with, right. with your extra time or whatever, come and do this. Exactly. Yeah. Catholic school teachers do not make a yeah. lot of money. <laughs> so if you're a Catholic school teacher, you don't get summers off. You yeah. have to find something. Yeah, to exactly. Um, and uh, that's what I did. You know, so okay. I would work for him. And then um, two, three years into it, I decided, you know, I want to do my own thing. So then I started it. I started doing, I opened up my own in 2009. Okay. Uh, and I did it part-time as yeah. I was teaching. Uh, it was really good, you know, side work, yeah. side hustle work. Primarily just took care of local people here who knew me and yeah. up at Malvern. Uh, and then in 2012, I left Malvern. And this was starting to, I thought I saw some future in this. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to focus on that. And, you know... You know what it's like when you open a business. Yes. There's no money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody thinks you put that sign on the board and you're a millionaire. Right. It doesn't work that way. Uh, so I worked at a hotel at nights uh, uh-huh. for about a year and a half, uh, working 7 to 11 or 11 to 7. Yeah, you had to find hours that didn't impede on the exactly. time driving school yep. hours. Oh, man. And then so I, you were literally hustling, man. Yeah. Like you're like 20-hour days. Yep. Yeah. I'd come home, sleep for a few hours, and then hit the road. Wow. Get that done, sleep for a few hours, and go to the hotel. That's incredible. So, and then uh, I guess around 20, about a year into it, things started to take off. Yeah, word of mouth and things like yes. that. Yeah. And uh, my dad said, you know, you need help in the office. You just can't do it anymore. So then he came and helped me out in the office, uh, which freed me up. Yeah, like that administrative stuff. It eats into like exactly. getting business. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you don't have time to go out there and actually build a business. Right. Yeah. So nice. he came in. I'm like kind of role reversal. I was yeah. working for you. <laughs> now you're working for me. It's and he's still doing it. Yeah. Um. And he does all the all the back all the background stuff. Yeah. And I'm out there teaching and trying to get business and stuff like that. That's really cool. So, so what was what was that? You, you know what what was it that made you really uh, decide to pick the driving side of things. Obviously, I would imagine, and my wife is a teacher, so I kind of understand that. Like, if you're not teaching 
in a school, you're teaching somewhere because it's like a unique personality trait, I think, right. that like teachers are always teaching. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if they're on the clock or not. Right. Uh, so what was it, or what did you find in those early times when you started to work uh, with this other guy that made you kind of say like, driving is the thing I want to teach over social studies or theology or something right. else? Was there anything specific that made was, you go that way? It, it was nothing really specific. Yeah. I just wasn't as happy in the classroom as I was when I first started teaching. Yeah. And I realized this isn't something that's going to sustain me. Yeah. Um, you know, I could still be doing it and just sitting back, but I was, I was, I don't know if I was getting burned out. Yeah. Um, but it just, I wasn't as happy doing that anymore. Right. And then I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make it go with this. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, failure is not an option. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly we, right. we closed the door. Yeah. And now we got it. <laughs> Make this one work. Right. So it was not, I can't say it was any one thing in particular. It was just, I it was just like the wasn't. natural progression. Right. Of yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put yeah. it. Just a natural progression, one thing to the next. Yeah. Now, when you were younger, had did you ever have thoughts or aspirations to own your own business? Or did that come about kind of as you experienced life? I think it came about later. Yeah. You know, I never really, th- saw, I never really saw myself owning my own business. Um, and to be honest with you, I didn't realize how much work it is. Yeah. You know, it just, it doesn't stop. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I like it, but it's hard. Yeah. You know, there's some long days. Yeah. I'm very fortunate that I have good staff, staff that I trust. Um, you know, we have a couple, I have a couple part-time drivers and myself and then the office staff is my dad, you know, yeah. and then there's Jen that's in the office. Um, and she's personal friend. Okay. So, you know, there's, there's trust there. So I don't really have to worry about that so much. How many total employees do you have now? Uh, right now (laughs) I have in the office, it's my dad and Jen and me, and then driving is me full time. Uh, I have another Mike. He's a teacher at Springford who works part time. Uh, there's Paul who is technically on leave right now because yeah. he got hurt at his full-time job oh, okay. so he's kind of not working yeah. right now hopefully he'll be back soon um i just hired a little bit ago uh, my first female driver annie but she's out she just had a baby oh okay so actually <laughs> well, congratulations had a yeah. baby two days ago oh wow. <laughs> and yeah. i sent her a text saying see you monday <laughs> <laughs> i won't say what she wrote back yeah to i'm sure uh, <laughs> it's a family show <laughs> <laughs> um but, you know, so hopefully December or so she'll be back. Yeah. And then uh, we'll do it. So, yeah. So, you know, it's a small little company. Yeah. And, and that's how I want to keep it. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's cool, too, because I feel like, I mean, the fact that you were so far, you know, Malvern, Exton area, mm-hmm. when you started up here, it was something that was not, you know, readily available or in direct competition to what you had been doing, but it was in your own home, your own backyard. Right. And I love that. Yeah. So you I, know these streets better than anybody. Oh, I do. Be teaching where, people where to drive. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and you know, like, you know, like, the, the cop sits over there. So be good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I do. And I tell them, like, see this? You don't want to speed here. There's yeah, right. police there all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So, Never speed here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the stop signs at Roar's too. It says, uh, full stops, free. Yep. <laughs> Rolling stops. 180 yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually seen I've seen friends post that on Facebook and be like, "Look at this! This is funny!" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's my hometown." Like, like you must have been in Royersport for the day or whatever. Because like, it's just it's so funny. And wipers on lights on obviously yep. is a huge thing. So yeah, they have that on the sign. Yeah, yep. like when you hey, welcome to Royersport. Wipers on lights on. That that's our new town slogan. I yep. think. 
Uh, and that's the thing when I'm when I'm with the lesson, you know, so I'm involved in what I'm doing, yeah. and then it starts raining, and I'm like, and you know, everybody sees the driving school class. Yeah, right. So it's like you have to make sure <laughs> yeah, you're on game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I so many times I forget the windshield wipers when the. <laughs> The, the, the headlights when yeah. the windshield wipers come on. I'm like, oh, get your windshield wipers yeah. on. Your headlights <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Oh, because you get the phone call. Yeah. Yeah, the driver doesn't have the car. headlight on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a blessing it occurs. It's like you're living under a microscope on the roadways. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, Absolutely. When, how's my driving? I always wanted to, like, those signs are so dangerous, you know, on the back of trucks and things like that. Uh-huh. It's like, you don't want to know. <laughs> or maybe you do, I guess. Um, so that's cool. So what were some of those early, how did you go about building the business in those early days? Um, just friends, family, their teens, you know, kind right. of just... Pounding the pavement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can remember the one day when I really decided it was going to do, I got... Chocolate bars from Sweet Ashley's. Nice. That said thank you. And I went around to all the, um, basically all the insurance companies. Oh, really? That's a good idea. just gave them a flyer, a chocolate bar, and business cards. Yeah. Do you want to collect premiums and not have to pay anything out? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I did that. Um, You know, started advertising. I started real small in the church bulletin. Yeah. Um, And then slowly growing out to some other things here and there. Um, this is it. You're still a member of Sacred Heart Parish? Yes. Yeah. 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 And I advertise there. Yeah. Um, right in Royersport? Yes. <laughs> uh, so it was, you know, it was really just working. Yeah. You know, out there, making it happen. A lot of word of mouth. Yeah. A lot of friends helping out in the beginning. That's You great. know, telling people about it. But then uh, once, really, it started to take off when I got the ability to test Spring Ford, Upper Perk, and Potts Grove students. Oh, wow. Because I got involved in this program through the Western Center at the Vogue Tech. Uh, uh, I don't think you're allowed to use that word anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, the Western <laughs> Montgomery Career and Technology Center. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, in Limerick. And I got in there by a fluke from a friend. Yeah. And next thing you knew, I was able to get in. I went to IUP, got these credits that I had to get. Um, and then I got into this end of course skills testing program. So people that do six hours of driving lessons with me and do a theory course, I can test them and then they don't have to go to DMV stuff. Oh, really? Right. Oh, that's awesome. So it saves them the hassle of... So they can actually take their driver's test with you and then get their license without having to do the DMV. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's their permit. It is. It is. The DMV has like such a stigma to it. People are like, never mind. I'm just going to take the bus for the rest of my life. You know? And I mean, that really really helped. Yeah. You know, because when we would tell people... Hey, you know, you do these six... Especially if they're on the fence. Because it's not cheap. Yeah. And if they're on the fence... Um, you say that to them, and a lot of times that seals the deal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Thank you, DMV, for being inefficient. <laughs> Courtesy, <laughs> Patachio Tracks. I didn't say that. I, I, I didn't say that. I said it. I have no problem saying it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get, like, hate mail and threats from now. But, uh, <laughs> but better me than you. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that's, that's great, too, that you had the foundational, you know, sphere of influence right here in, in Roars Ford. One of the reasons... Um, I started Discover Spring Ford was that I did not have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to get to know the community um, that I was going to be making my home in and raising my kids in and things like that. And it's just been a, such a cool opportunity to get to know people and kind of shortcut the process a little bit. Because, I mean, like, 
there's only so many events you can go to or, right. you know, things like uh, Community Day. And, you know, you're going to walk up to a complete stranger and say, hi, I'm this person. I live on this street. You want to be friends? You know, like right. that kind of thing. So it's kind of been a you know selfish endeavor in that regard. But, you know, being able to meet folks like yourself and Rob and Connie at Sweet Ashley's, which will be up in a couple of weeks if you stay tuned. Uh, you know, Jenna Antono, it's the mayor. You know, these yes. people that I'm meeting and then... We become friends on Facebook, and you know, you get to know a little bit about them personally, and it's just, you feel like you're a part of the town, and it's been very cool to kind of and you know this area, um, we every every area has some interesting characters, but uh, this area has been so warm and welcoming to myself and my family that I'm I'm just so glad that we right. ended up here, you know. So that's cool to hear that a lot of that is how your business was built in the early days, was you know friends and family kind of helping. To spread the word for you, and right. you know, I mean, obviously, you were the literal one pounding the pavement, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but just to have that support system is really cool. It's something that we are really blessed to have in this area. I think with the, a lot of small businesses, especially like people want to see them succeed in this area, right? So uh, there's not, a, and it sounds great. Yeah, it's a good little town. The, the area is just a nice place to be. Yeah, for know? sure. And I lived here my whole life, and I don't plan on going anywhere. <laughs> That's good. Well, we, yeah, we want, we want to be able to see that car driving around. We know mm-hmm. that at least all the people driving here will know what they're doing. I don't know about once you get to 422, but at least when they're inside <laughs> here. Uh, and that's a thing in and of itself. It's like having to teach these kids or you know, young adults to how to drive safely on a place like 422. You know, that's probably like... And that's part of it. Yeah, that's we the get them on there. <laughs> We get them on 422. <laughs> yeah. I've been driving for, uh, I actually, I lived in Philly, so I didn't get my license until I was 19 because my mom was like, you're not getting your license until you can pay for your own insurance. And when I was, uh, you know, a teenager living in Philadelphia, I think, I want to say my my monthly car insurance premium for liability only was $200. Wow. Monthly. So I had to afford $2,400 a year just for myself to drive. And mm-hmm. I was 19, and I was working at Chick-fil-A or wherever I was working. Right. I was not making that much money to be able to throw that away. So once I finally got a job where I could afford that, got my license at 19. So I've been driving for 15 years, and still I'm, like, looking at people on 422, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it is. Like, you just got to be alert like crazy. I get the text alerts and stuff from 422 <clears throat> sucks. <laughs> just give them a little shout-out. Yep. But, like, they literally, like, there's a car fire every 10 minutes, it seems like. There's it's one like, yesterday. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, there's some, some reason 422 just causes cars to spontaneously combust. But uh, but I actually, it, it's kind of cool to hear your story about driving and things like that. I actually, uh, and your birds and, and dogs are... Uh, making a lot of noise, so hopefully you guys. Could, I, I was hoping the bird would fly over at some point, right, right in the may, middle of the episode. That would be cool. Um, but uh, I actually drove a tow truck for a short period of time, and one of my many jobs that I've had, um, I wasn't hired to be a tow truck driver. Uh, they hired me to be a runner at a at an automotive place down where I were lived, and uh, so I was supposed to just run and get car parts and you know pick it's up vehicles and job. stuff like that. Is it really it's my dream job? Oh, really? Yes. Well, I could I could teach you a few things. <laughs> well, they kind of were like, hey, yeah, like we our tow truck driver's out today, so here's how you work the tow truck. And now there's ten vehicles that you need to go pick up, and I'm like laying in the puddles and trying to figure it out, not destroy people's cars uh-huh. and stuff. Like, really, I'm not going to mention the name of the place because I probably. It wasn't. I wasn't driving CDL required tow trucks. I was driving like the winch, at, you know, wheel lifts and that kind okay. of thing. But yeah, man, and I'm on the road all the time in real estate and stuff. So like, I actually people think I'm. They're like, oh, yeah, you drive so much. I actually like time in the car. Do you find yourself getting tired of being in the car, or do you actually enjoy it? I enjoy. I enjoy what I do. Yeah. I like being. I like being out and about. I, yeah. 
could never work in a cubicle. Yeah. It would not, it would not work. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd go crazy yeah. in a cubicle. But it, you haven't really, have you? I mean, you were in the classroom and in the check cashing place. And the, the check cashing store yeah, was close was to kind that. of yeah. a cubicle. <laughs> you know, bulletproof glass yeah. all around you, steel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've never had a corporate job, right. I guess. You know? And I, that's been my experience interviewing a lot of folks. Um, if they did work in that setting, they did not enjoy working in that right. setting. And that's why they're now doing what they're doing. Yeah, it, it is never. a distinctive personality trait or gene that, and you know, a lot of the, my friends and family don't have the same gene that I have where I, I used to chafe when I worked in the cubicle and, mm-hmm. and I thought there was something wrong with me. Cause I'm like, everybody else is content to just have a job, work their nine to five and I'm like depressed and this and that. And I must just be lazy, you know, like I right. just don't want to work. And it was because I just didn't understand that there were other avenues, other, you know, whether being a business owner, um, you know, an independent contractor, whatever it is, um, until I got into real estate and realized that you can start your own thing. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a whole world out here of people who are just like me. Right. I'm not a weirdo. And like you said before, and I've, this has been the, the, the story of this season kind of more so than last season, is that people say, oh, it must be nice to work for yourself and not have a boss. And it's like, no, it's actually a lot harder. It is. Because you're harder on yourself than mm-hmm. a boss can be on you. And you... I work harder now than I ever did when I had a 40-hour-a-week job. Yes. You know what I mean? So I would love to work 40 I hours know, a week. Exactly right. Because <laughs> if you're not out doing – and you can't always describe what you're doing to people because they don't right. understand. They don't get They're it. They're like, what, you're driving for 80 hours a week? Well, no. Like the, There's the being your own HR representative, mm-hmm. being your own accountant, being all, you know, all the things that go into it, building the business, um, going to events to get word out about the business. It's just – yeah. It's, I mean, but for people that do it, you know, it feels like work, obviously. It's tiring. But if you had to, that work is, at least in my experience, not as cumbersome as sitting 40 hours a week in a cubicle. Right. You know, yeah, you can I work could. 80 hours teaching driver's ed and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But it probably translates to 40 hour a week right. in a cubicle setting. So. And you're always, you're always meeting new people, too. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing that's cool, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you get somebody in the car and they're just really interesting to talk to. Yeah. And you learn a lot. Yeah. You know, you find out what's really going on in, in, in the, the school in, in the local yeah. community. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and that's, that's, that's nice too, where you right. wouldn't have that in that confined corporate world. Yeah, for sure. You know, now, but it'd be a lot easier to have two days off a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, this is kind of a funny question, but have you ever gotten into a fender bender with one of your students? Uh, like a, a past student or something like that? Just <laughs> you know, like why we were practicing or... Well, I guess, yeah. How about both? Like, have you ever had an issue while you were the passenger teaching? And then also, have you ever run into one of your past students <laughs> and been I, like, I taught you better than this? <laughs> I am going to knock on wood okay. right here. Yeah. Um, there's been two, no, three very minor accidents when crashes when we were driving. Yeah. All, every time... It was the other driver's fault. They would rear-end us. Right. Because they were following too closely. Yeah. Uh, one time was on 422. Oh, boy. And the car, like six in front of us, just stopped dead on 422. Oh, yeah. And every... And, yeah, right. And then there's and the we last cut off. Yeah. To, right. We cut off to the side so we didn't hit the car in front of us. 
and then we got hit by the car behind us. Again, very it was nothing major. Yeah. You know. And then another time it was we were stopped for a school bus and somebody didn't see the school bus and just came up and hit us. But um, Is that add a a crazy amount of paperwork and stress to you not, not in really. that setting? Or I just I worry about the kid right. the, the student. Yeah. You know, um, You don't want them to be ruined forever. Like I'm never that, gonna get a car again. <laughs> and you know, don't want them injured. Yeah. You exactly. know, that's the big thing. Yeah. So um and yeah, not every I'll time, knock on wood too. Yeah. <laughs> with both fists. <laughs> Make sure that that stays the way it is. Yeah. Every time the parents were very good with it. Yeah. They you get rear ended, there's nothing you can yeah, do about exactly it. Exactly right. You know. Um and I have Run into past students, but never physically yeah. contact with their vehicle and my vehicle. Yeah, right. uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll run into students out. You know, I'll be at the supermarket or something. They're like, "You gave me driving lessons." I'm yeah, like, yeah. That's have you crashed yet? Yeah, no. You, and you taught me this really well. Okay. Good <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. a pretty good driving record. I did actually just as of the day of filming this episode, I got pulled over in New Jersey yesterday uh, for speeding. Uh, which was completely, you know, I was going too fast. Uh, but the, the officer was nice enough to not, they wrote the ticket for uh, creating risk of an accident. Okay. He said that I wouldn't get, uh, have to like have a court appearance and right. all that kind of stuff in New Jersey an hour and a half from my house. I was going like 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. I think they were just, you know, being picky on that day or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was a Sunday. Everybody's, nobody's out, you know. Come back from the shore. Yeah. <laughs> I was driving to work on an acting gig and uh, thankfully she did it quickly. I wasn't late and all that kind of stuff. Right. But yeah, I, you know, I, I, my wife, she thinks I'm a pretty safe driver, I think. There are most people. I well, mean, we'll the take fact you out for a yeah. ride and we'll see how you do. I know. Now, now the pressure, like now, I would actually literally start to feel beads of sweat because it's been a while. It's been 15 years uh, since I did the driving test. But I think... Doing driving the tow truck and having to like figure all that stuff out actually really made me be like super aware of of my environment and stuff. So hopefully that kind of was a another baptism by fire, right? Because uh, I had only been driving for maybe a year when I got that job, and then I'm like learning a tow truck and doing all this. Because if you if you have a car on the back and you're reverse going reverse, it's opposite because like the way the right. the car is attached and stuff. So that's crazy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So if it's the winch or whatever, not on the the flatbed, but yep. uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, but I'll bet <laughs> if I took you out for the driving test, you wouldn't get out of the parking lot. Oh, really? <laughs> no way. And I've had friends. I'll take your word for it. I've had <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. And especially when I was trying to learn the test routes. Yeah. I'm like, here's the deal. You give me twenty dollars. If you pass the test, I'll give you a hundred. Wow. Nobody passed the test. That's unbelievable. Because they're not, you don't, you know, after you're driving, you don't think about these things. Yeah. I mean, if you don't stop at the stop bar, if you if your car crosses the stop bar, that's a fail. Yeah. You go one mile above the speed limit, it's a fail. <laughs> you know, now yeah. imagine driving at the speed limit, below the speed limit the whole time. Yeah. You, you know, having it, people riding up yes. your rear for. Yep. You get very fluent at sign language. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> For Very sure. fluent. Yeah. <laughs> we have to create some new ones, new ro- Rofo local ones that are unique to this area. So right. people will be like, hey, you went to Patashka Driving School. You learned that sign language from him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I'll, we can do it. I'll take you out. Okay. Uh, I'm starting to sweat already, actually, because I'm like starting to think about it. It's like when you're like, oh, yeah, I, I cleaned my room. And then your mom's like, did you clean it? I'm right. going to come and expect mm-hmm. it. And then you're like, wait, what did I hide under the bed? Like, what is it? Like, <laughs> he starts to, like, freak it out. Oh, I didn't dust. I just threw everything in the closet. Exactly. Ah. No, That's what it piled in the closet. Right. <laughs> I would say my uh, my biggest pet peeve is 
the turn signal thing. Like, I still mm-hmm. use my turn signal all the time. And I don't know why that ever gets people get out of the habit of doing that. I don't get it. And correct me if I'm wrong. You're supposed to put the turn signal on before you slow down, correct? It so that you're be. letting people know that you're going to be braking? Exactly. It should be, depending on how fast you're traveling, yeah. one to 300 feet before you get to the intersection. Okay. Depending. Generally speaking, four or five seconds before the intersection. Okay. And it should be before you actually pump the brake. Exactly. Yeah. You want people to know yeah. it's a warning yeah. device. Yeah. Warning. It's Not, the brake. I'm in yeah. the process of doing yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like that's what that's how I understood it to be. And yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they taught me that. Mm-hmm. Why even? Because at that point, it's like the turn signal is useless because you're is. coming to a stop. Mm-hmm. So I have to slow down either way. <laughs> yep. So have, are there any specific things that are would you say are the most common issues that you see? Because I'm sure. I mean, it's like once you know how the sausage is made, you know, like you you teach people how to drive. So I can imagine your road rage. It, or you could be susceptible to more uh, road rage. It's not like you're actually going to get out and punch somebody, but like frustration with watching people drive is probably your heightened sense. Uh, so is there any pet peeve that is... I'm smiling because yeah. I... Road rage and I... Yeah. yeah. We'll <laughs> um, right, let me teach you how to I'm going to be honest with you. I yeah. had a lot more road rage before I became a driving instructor. Really? Yeah. There's things that will aggravate me yeah. now. but And I don't know if it's because I was younger then. Yeah. Or, and I'm just getting older now, and like I just expect people to behave like this. Yeah. Um, I really don't let it get to me that much yeah. anymore. Uh, but I, what I can't stand is when I'm on the road with a student and somebody is tailgating us. Yeah. I'm like, it says everywhere student driver, yeah. you see a driving school car. <laughs> do you, I just want to say, do you realize how dumb you're being? Yeah. You know, this person has possibly never driven a car before. You are all the way up on us. He hits that, or he or she hits that brake too hard. Right. You're right in us, you know. Which I remember when I was learning, like, how sensitive the brake pedal was. You don't understand it until you've done it. Like, Mm -hmm. so I'm just imagining, like, you you accelerate, and then I'm like, I just put my foot on the brake, and it was like, (laughs) you know, like, the car comes to a complete stop. And that's what happens. And you're like, wow. And I was like, I'm never going to learn how to drive. You know, (laughs) so sensitive. Like, obviously, you get used to it, but... That is, but scary. yeah, it's, and people do. They just or they they pass you, and you know, it's like, don't you see what's going on? I, here? Should, in some ways, you should probably just have the insurance information on your license plate. Like, so it's like you're going to hit us. You might as well write this down so we don't have to get out of the car. Yeah, and everything's videoed. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah, I have video oh, okay. inside and outside. Okay, so back and front, not the oh, okay. back okay. and the front yeah. and the. And the inside the cabin. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, in this day and age especially, it's exactly. just like you can never be too careful. Right. And it also protects you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so if anybody... Can, if something happens, yeah. let's go roll the tape. Yeah, exactly. Right. Let's go to the tape. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's great. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, what the, the operation kind of is from start to finish for, for people who may be interested in like finding out more. Yeah, like okay. so like if you were going to present to... Uh, you know, a prospective client, you know, kind of take us through that briefly. Okay. Just so people can kind of get a sense for how it works from start to finish. Okay. Uh, usually it starts with a phone call or an internet search. Mm-hmm. Um, they go through and there's a lot of information on the website about what we do, the different programs, stuff like that. Uh, then they fill that information out. They pay their deposit. Then we will call them. Or sometimes they'll call us and we do all that. Yeah. Um, and take the deposit over the phone. 
um, and then we'll start scheduling their lessons. Usually, uh, most people do the six-hour driving package, which okay. is four 90-minute lessons. Okay. Um, this is for the teen drivers. Yeah. You know, we have older drivers, and sometimes that's different. Yeah. But um, for the average teen driver, and then we would uh, set their lesson schedule. Um, if they're brand new at this, we might do a lesson one week, and then a month out, do the next lesson. Give them time to work on things. Yeah. Because it's school, you have to practice. It's, right. like, a, it's like a sport in that yeah. sense, too. You have to practice what you learn in the classroom. Yeah. Um, and then usually, you know, we'll do that first lesson is a basic vehicle orientation. And then we do get them out on the road, mm-hmm. uh, depending where they are. Because everybody comes in at different levels. Right. Yeah. Um, some people have never driven a car before. Other times, I mean, I've had students who drive race cars, right? You know, and I'm like, or like a tractor or something, right? Like, yeah, and yeah. that all helps, yeah. Them. And uh, then, you know, if they're those race car drivers, we just have to teach them to turn the wheel right instead of left, <laughs> uh, and they have everything else and down. obey the speed limit, <laughs> and obey the yeah. speed limit, not try to go ahead of people. <laughs> yeah. But we do all that, yeah. Um, and we do everything from the very beginning to getting them on the highway, and uh, then we'll do their parallel parking because everybody has to parallel park yes. for the test. Um, so you spend a little time on that. And then usually the last lesson, if we're testing them, consists of us testing. Yeah. You know, we, we get them together, do a little prep work for the test. Um, if they're not testing through us and they have to go to the DMV for their test, mm-hmm. then we'll run them to the DMV, usually the Sunday before their test, run them through you the practice routes. the course there. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. Run them through the routes that they use at whatever DMV they're going to. Right. Um... As far as I know, any time, and we will bring people to the test. Yeah, uh, you know, normally people pass. You're always yeah. going to have, you know, there's always going to be that one or two that don't. Yeah, uh, but majority of the people pass. Yeah. the first time they take the test. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I heard the same with like the real estate exam. Everybody's like, oh, you're gonna, you know, don't feel bad if you don't pass mm-hmm. the first time because you're learning sixty hours of stuff that doesn't really make any sense at all. That doesn't apply to real estate, right? But you have to learn it for the test and the mm-hmm. exam, and then, you know, so. You know, I know a lot of people who are, I would say, are much smarter than me that didn't pass the first time. I somehow found a way to pass. I think I'm a good test taker, mm-hmm. but more, more so than just being smart. Uh, some people are really smart and they're just not good test. They psych themselves out. So right. I imagine that's probably the same with driving. It's like they get, they would have passed if they had just relaxed and done right. what they knew. They, a lot yeah. of it is the, the brain fart. Yeah. Right. You know, you just, you're, you're, you're they're so nervous. Yeah. And I know that they're nervous. Sometimes I'm like, look, just take a breath. Right. Do it. I had a girl one time in the car taking her test and she was a nervous wreck. I said, what do you need to relax? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Legally. Can, can, I sing, <laughs> can I sing? I said, you can sing the whole time. She is singing songs. She's singing oh, Whitney awesome. Houston, all this other stuff. And she's really good voice yeah. as she's taking the test and... Other students will sit there and just exactly what I said to them when we would be practicing it. They're doing the same thing, yeah. you know. I, here, two stops. Look, pause. You know, yeah. And it's like it's like a reflection of what I just did. You know. Yeah. Um, so if I was singing during my driving test, it would be my song of choice would be "Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car" by Billy Ocean because I'm a big uh, <laughs> 80, I love the '80s music. Uh, any song with, I would just make a car playlist like "Drive My Car," right. 
anything by the cars, obviously. Who's going to drive you home? All that yeah. stuff. Uh, so have like a nice little playlist, but we don't want kids just getting distracted by right. their musical selection yes. while they're. Because uh, that's probably how most that that and cell phones is how most accidents happen. Mm-hmm. Changing that's the station the, and the cell phones. So. Number one cause, yeah. right now, I believe the number what one. What was the number is... one cause before cell phones were in everybody's hands? Was it changing the dial sure on the radio? What it, or... I'm not sure what it was yeah. before that. I got this into it left. after that. Yeah, this is like <laughs> it's probably if you saw like the graph, it was probably like a miscellaneous like a, a variety of things, and then cell phones just went <laughs> right. <laughs> well, what happened? The hockey stick growth or whatever they call it. AAA does these studies all the time. Sorry. All right. fell off. <laughs> AAA does these studies all the time. And in two, I think it was 2011 or 2013 was the first year. Up until then, the number one concern people had on the road was drunk driving. Right. After I, it was either 2011 or 2013. After one of them, the number one concern was cell phones wow. on the road. Yeah, I know. And, and a lot of states have adopted it. Absolutely. Didn't. Right. Pennsylvania, I think it's still no texting. Mm-hmm. But you can talk on your cell phone, or right. what's the current rule? Uh, you or like you can do wireless, be, yeah, do Bluetooth or something right. like that, yeah. Which is smart, <laughs> obviously. I usually will. I don't have Bluetooth, but I'll put it, the phone on speakerphone and just set it in my little holder and right. I'll talk to the person on speakerphone. Yeah. So I do not text yeah. and drive. Yeah. Oh, I don't text. And, and, and drive. people don't believe me of that, and yeah. I'm like, I don't do it. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it's they say if you're traveling at 55 miles an hour, the average time it takes to look at a cell message is about five seconds. That's the distance of a football field. So that's like wow. driving from one end zone to the next without looking at the road. Oh, my gosh. You know, when, you, when you think about it that way, yeah. you, know, you don't think that's anything. But when you think about the distance of all, everything that can happen in that time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, how many times have you pulled into your house and you don't remember the last 10 minutes of exactly. your drive? Right. Because you're thinking about things. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 I mean, you're driving safely. You're looking. You're aware. But you're not thinking about it. Because as you drive, you don't have to think about right. every move that you do. It comes second nature. But even though I was safe and I got home, it's still a little concerning that I'm like, I don't remember. Right. How did I get here? Yeah, exactly. Right. My car got me home. Yeah, here. right. I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember sitting in, you know, you might have just been lucky and gotten all greens. But yeah, and then add to that like an outside source of distraction. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't need that to distract ourselves. We no, can we do don't. that just with our brains. So yep. that's a nice public service announcement from Patachio Driving School. <laughs> No, no texting just, yeah, and driving. No, no, do not. It's not worth it. Yeah, it really isn't. Like to 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 send a poop emoji. Is it worth destroying a vehicle, let alone someone's life, let right. alone your life? You yeah. know, all because you wanted to do a smiley, crying smiley face, or mm-hmm. you know, crying laughing emoji. Yeah. So it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. So, uh, as we wrap up, why don't you let people know how they can best way to get in touch with you and find out about your services? Okay. Um, website, phone number, you know, okay. whatever you prefer. And then we'll um, also have all that stuff available on our website and below the video. Sure. Uh, the web address is RoyersFordDrivingSchool.com, all one word. Uh, phone number is 610-948-4979. Uh, we are on Facebook. I don't know. That's the name fine. of that. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll link <laughs> it's it. On there. Yeah. It's on there somewhere. Out, yeah. I just click on Patachio Driving School. Yeah, pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have your pages set up. So you just click on it. Yeah. Um, and that's the, that's the primary ways. Okay. Also, stop in the office. Okay. Uh, our office is inside Gibbons Fast Tag, uh, 120 North Lewis Road. Just stop in and we'll help you out. That sounds great. Okay. All right. Well, Bill, thank you so much All for right. your time. Really thank appreciate you. it. It was fun. And, uh, 
Before I go, do you offer continuing education classes for existing drivers? Because I might have to take you do. up on that so that Absolutely I don't fail. Absolutely, we test. do. Senior refresher courses. Oh, that's great. Yeah, very good. So you might think this doesn't apply to you because you already have your driver's license, but you're probably actually more dangerous on the road than these people that are sitting with him for the first time. So might be worth uh, checking out what Bill has to offer at the driving school. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Discover Springford. If you'd like to hear our full unedited conversation, then I encourage you to become a subscriber of our podcast. You can find it by searching Discover Springford on any podcast app. If you'd like to support our show and the work that we're doing, you can do that in a number of ways. You can share this video on social media, but you can also become a monthly supporter on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. If you'd like to make a one-time contribution, you can do that via PayPal by visiting paypal.me slash discoverspringforward. Or you can buy the merchandise that's available in our online store. We have t-shirts and car magnets available for purchase. Thanks a lot for watching this episode. I encourage you to check out Patachio's Driving School online by using the links below. And until next week, get out there and discover what makes the Springford area a great place to live, work, drive, and explore.